Praise the Lord. Welcome you to our live broadcast today, Sunday, December 11, 2022. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we give you all the praise, glory, and honor for today, for all the opportunities you have given us in the week. Above all, for your protective shield over us. And for this, our new simulcast, both to YouTube and to Facebook at the same time. All the glory belongs to you, Lord, for everything. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon the hearers. Now, Father, your word will do that for which you are proposed, and not return to your void. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let's first apologize for being late. We are doing a simulcast, so we had to get everything working together. You cannot watch us both on YouTube and Facebook at the same time. So if you have a television or you have a smartphone that can take YouTube, you may want to go to YouTube. But on Facebook, you still have no problem. So we're going to continue with our series today. It's next slide. Next one. Our instrumental is taken from Abraham Lebrass here, and we pray for the Lord to continue to bless him. The series outline, you can be reading them on the board, which I see my face yet. Uh, we are on the Faith Killer series. Last Sunday, we spoke on the misinterpretation of God's word. Today, we're going to speak about the greedy love's doctrines on wealth acquisition. And next Sunday we'll continue. Today's topic, the greedy loves doctrines on wealth acquisition. The outline, what is greed? The next one, there's an error there. It's, um, you will see it when we get there. Third one will be doctrines promoting riches are false. And of course are sung in the cross of Christ and glory. And you also should glory. What is greed? Scripture, please. I read from Matthew chapter 24, verse 35. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Praise the Lord. More than 2,000 years ago, the Lord Jesus Christ sent the Holy Spirit to empower the believers and hence the church of the Lord Jesus Christ was inaugurated which is also the kingdom of God on earth. In that past 2000 years there have been so many attacks on the church of the Lord Jesus Christ both from within and without. Many times many preachers want to tell us that Christianity just started with their little small kingdom. But the truth is, more than 2,000 years ago, the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ has been persecuted. I mean, the true believers. And are still being persecuted today. Wherever the gospel of the kingdom is being preached, there is persecution in one form or the other. Sometimes overt, oftentimes covert. But persecutions never stopped the Church of Christ. 
In fact, his growth continues to occur in those times when the persecution was so overt, that means so open. But of all those attacks by secular authorities and other religious authorities, the attacks from within on the 21st century Church of the Lord Jesus Christ is the most costly. Or they are the, the most costly. Because the present attacks are on doctrines that promote greed and equate faith in things with faith in God. You will continue to understand this. Faith in things is a false faith. It's not God's faith. Faith in God is the true faith. So anyone who believes in things, like when their pastors say, yes, you are going to move from having packing your car in a car park and to helipad, fly helicopters. He is talking about faith in things. When he says when you put uh, X amount of money, God is going to reply you abundantly. He's talking about faith in things. He's not talking about God. Please notice, I don't care from where it's coming from. Faith in things is not from God. Because the only faith that is the true faith is the faith in God because of Christ who came and died for you and I. So we're not going to go to what is greed. Please read greed. Let everyone know what greed means. An excessive, overwhelming desire to acquire or possess more than what one needs or deserves, especially with respect to material wealth. Praise the Lord. That was taken from the freedictionary.com, but every other dictionary will give you similar definitions. Let us go to the synonyms of greed. Please read. Voraciousness, avarice, gluttony, acquisitiveness, selfishness, rapacity, indulgence, insatiableness, covetousness, graspingness. Praise the Lord. Next slide, please. One. A greedy believer is a dangerous person. A greedy believer is a dangerous person. Greed is a faith killer. And I mean faith in God killer, not faith in things killer. A greedy believer is a discontented person. He or she is also very dangerous. So if you know you are greedy and you are hearing my voice, Better go on your knees and surrender completely to the Lord Jesus Christ and say, take it away from me, I don't want it in my life. Greed is destroying your faith in God and will likely cost you your place in eternal life if you do not. Right today, kill greed, you kill it. Next scripture, please. I read from 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 6 to 11. Now godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and to certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierce themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, 
flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Praise the Lord. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Because we brought nothing into this world in verse 7. And it's certain we carry nothing out. We came onto this earth naked. And naked we will go in the grave. Of course the soul and the spirit will go to join the Lord. Or someplace else depending. They can put all the stuff in the grave. It's still naked. And having food and clothing. Verse 8. All you prosperity believers. Only prosperity believers. I don't care who you are. There are so many, both the older men, who should know better, the younger ones who are emulating them. He says, with food and clothing, we should be content. So if you have Christ and you're not contented, there's a problem. But those who desire to be rich, fall into temptation and snare, and into many foolish and harmful loss, which drown men in destruction and perdition. All you African pastors and Jews who have been destroying the church of God in Africa, take great note. Many of you are riding helicopters, private jets, and fleecing poor people who can feed. Because in verse 10, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. So you use that to appeal to the poor, and they think by their giving they are going to become rich. But truly, if you're a man of God, a woman of God today, that means if you're a child of God, flee these things and pursue. Look at the kingdom ethics. Righteousness, godliness, faith in God, not faith in things, love, patience, gentleness. Next slide, please. We're going to look at the doctrines promoting riches are false. We're going to use one today when we go there. Doctrines, any doctrine that promotes riches is false. Any doctrine. When they type something, they say, type a man, God is going to bless you. That, what do you understand by that blessing? Spiritual or physical or things? If it's things, you're in error. If you take a spiritual blessing, great. Believers are new creations in Christ. The day you and I got born again, we become new creations. And the old things had passed away. Behold, everything became new. Greed is part of fallen human nature. It was also crucified at the cross. Therefore, a newborn in Christ, the day you and I gave our lives to Christ, we became newborn in, newborns in Christ. That same day the old man was crucified, greed was part of death's crucifixion. So that goes for both the newborn in Christ and for the old born in Christ. Whoever names and claims that Christ is his Lord or Savior must feed the Spirit with God's word at all times. Not the words of your pastors and Jews and preachers. No. You must feed the Spirit with the God's word which is in the Bible. That's the only way you avoid reviving the greedy old nature that Christ crucified at the cross. You have to feed the spirit. The newborn is a small spirit, but it's big. If you continue to feed it, then it will continue to make sure the flesh doesn't have sway. Greed will not really said. The more believers, newborn and older ones feed on God's word, 
the more their spirits grow. Remember, it's a new spirit in Christ. And the more their spirits are able to overrule the flesh, and the more their spirits can stand greedy promptings. And you wouldn't have to be in any church. Where somebody is telling you, if you sow this, you are going to be, you will run out, you will go, you will not even wait. Or that those who are prospering, who have come to give testimonies of the big things happening around them, they are the ones who have been, you know, faithful, you know, that be faithful in their giving. You will go from that church immediately because Christ in you will say, no, this is not my church. Sadly, false pastors and Jews, especially in the poorest countries of the world, Africa, South America, have been using doctrines fostering greed to derail the growth of many believers. They feed their followers with doctrines promoting riches. And once they, their followers get that, it, it revives and fuels greed. See, that thing that has passed away, because you are now listening to your pastor, Jew, and listening to their false testimonies, you wouldn't know they are false, of course. All you know is this brother that came yesterday, or sister, is now riding a big car. He's owning a house, and they give testimonies of how they are giving them to become rich. Then suddenly, greed comes back to you. We will continue to speak on this subject because it is the most dangerous doctrine of the age. It is better that killing us who have believed than that people have been stolen in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ by men and women of the belly who continue to show their extravagant lifestyles to each impress the young and don't discern it. Therefore, whoever feels on the doctrines being propagated by worldly prosperity pastors and Jews will invariably fall from the true faith because you're not believing faith in things, not faith in God. Unless there's an intervention. This speaking today is one of those interventions. You are being told to go in your closet and ask Lord Jesus Christ, what am I hearing? Is it true? And he'll tell you, yes, you've heard it so many times. Get out from that and just trust me. Those who buy false teachings are inhibiting their spiritual growth. If your growth has stunted, look to the greed that you have imbibed or that you have revived. I wish to use this broadcast to assert, and that means I am, in fact, to assert and reassert that those pastors and Jews who have continued to promote worldly prosperity doctrines are greedy. In fact, they are very greedy. Maybe initially, initially. Maybe they didn't know that what they were doing was not good. Maybe. Because it was an export from America that was imported into Africa and South America. And because many of these pastors and Jews didn't want to read the word of God, they read the testimonies of these big men and women of God from North America and embraced those doctrines hook, line, and sinker in the last 20 years. And the fate of Africa, especially South America, has been the worst for it. But with so many warnings from biblical scholars, I'm talking of men and women schooled in the art of studying the scriptures and interpreting the Bible according to God's word. They can no longer claim to be ignorant. They cannot, you cannot claim ignorance if you have been watching this broadcast. And if you have been listening to other people, you cannot longer say you're ignorant. So we now say, those of you who continue to preach the prosperity doctrine, you know what you're doing. And that's because you're very greedy.
and wicked. We assert that they know what they are doing. They can't let go because they have benefited so much from the false doctrines. That's the problem. They have benefited so much, so they can't give it up now. False teachers of holy prosperity know that they are selling poisons like you fit. But they don't care. So long as they can continue to hoodwink, that is deceive their followers into buying the poisons. If you can be selling poison and people are paying you, why won't you continue if you're a very greedy person? Some of them have started building projects and other enterprises that need more funding. If they don't sell worldly prosperity, no, let's be honest about it. When you went to church today or yesterday or wherever it is, what was it all about? If they don't sell worldly prosperity, what else can they use to make you to continue to come to their church? Remember, for us churches, we have to attract gather, but these ones have said the buildings they have constructed are churches. We are going to use Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 today. Because being used mostly by worldly prosperity pastors to give trip their followers into funding their expensive lifestyles and programs. Many believers have also given tithes and made pledges even when they can't afford to feed their families on the basis of Malachi or Malachi 3.10. I assert that the misinterpretation of Malachi 3.10 is deliberate, very deliberate, very, very deliberate. Scripture, please. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. Praise the Lord for his word. Just look at that, verse 6. For I am the Lord, I do not change. And he's speaking to the sons of Jacob in verse 6. To the sons of Jacob. Tell me when the church of the Lord Jesus Christ became the sons of Jacob. Will a man rob God in verse 8? In tithes and offerings, you are cursed with a curse. So you are, okay, you've robbed me. Why? Say, bring tithes in verse 10 that they put into the storehouse. That they may be food, says the Lord of hosts. What is that storehouse? We're going to explore it now. It is a false faith that believes that giving to a building called church and paying tithes will make people rich and healthy. Last Sunday, we stated that God's covenant with Israel promised land and economic prosperity to the citizens of Israel. And the temple in Jerusalem was the cornerstone of that covenant. That's a building that God is referring to when he said, bring things to my storehouse. Bring the tithes and offerings so we can celebrate. When did these buildings called churches become the temple of God? The temple of God in Jerusalem is no more. A building called a church is not the temple of God. There was only one temple of God and there will be another temple of God physical when it comes to earth. But meanwhile, 
You listening to me, if you are a child of God, you are a temple of God. We are temples of God in Christ's church. Therefore, we as believers don't need to be in a building to be called temples of God. I am a temple of God. Just to say you are a temple of God wherever you are. If you are a child of God. So, where are you bringing the tithes and offerings to? Tell me, how did any church do it? God's covenant with Christ's church is not for land and worldly prosperity. We said so last Sunday. God's covenant with Christ's obedient followers is sufferings in this world. You know, they tell you, don't, number one is sufferings in this world. Being maligned and being spoken against and being hated. That is our lot in this world. Then spiritual prosperity and eternal life with God. That's our covenant with Christ on earth. Any other covenant is from the pits of hell. Scripture, please. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Praise the Lord. Those who have the true faith in God have been blessed, remember, with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. That's our brother Paul telling us by the Holy Spirit. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing. He didn't say worldly prosperity blessing. He said every spiritual blessing in heavenly place in Christ. Note that. Because in verse 4, he chose us to be with him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and we shall blame before him in love. Having predestined us as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. So if you are blessed by, in the heavenly places, and you're a child of God. How can you now say you are having faith in things which you know God hates? Covetousness, which is the whole point. Greed. No, no greedy person will enter heaven. We're going to read the next scripture. Luke chapter 11, verses 1 to 4. Now he came to pass as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased. That one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. Praise the Lord. Verse 3, look at it. Give us day by day our daily bread. Give us day by day our daily bread. That is all. Food and clothing, we should be content. Contentment. Godliness with contentment is great gain. But the worldly prosperity preachers have told you that you shouldn't be contented. Whose doctrine are they espousing? I need you to go home and pray and think about it. Next scripture, please. Ephesians 
chapter 1, verses 15 to 23. Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that as if your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead, and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fits all in all. Praise the Lord for his word. Please, I plead with you today when you go home. Study Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 to 23 that we just read. That is the format of a true prayer to God. The Spirit of God knows what you need for your day-to-day -day living. But this should be the prayer. Look at Brother Paul is praying. Pray that those who are around you, including yourself, that God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. That's verse 17. First important, spirit of wisdom. Because when you have the spirit of wisdom, you are discerning. You will no longer be taken by every wind of doctrine. You'll be able to see through what people and human beings coming around you are saying or doing. And revelation in the knowledge of him. Because when you and I have knowledge of Christ, him crucified and resurrected, nobody can ever deceive us again. That's the first prayer. Number verse 18 says, The eyes of your understanding, after the knowledge of God, is being enlightened as you study God's word. That way, that you and I may know the, what is the hope of God's calling in, in our lives. Why God called us. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sense? The riches of God's glory is, is the talk about world. He's talking always about heaven and our being with you in eternal life. And what is the sitting greatness of his power towards us who believe according to walking office. See, Everything, I, I can't continue because of time, but I want you to go and study this. When you want to pray, use it as a format of your prayers. I don't mean repeating verse for verse, but have an understanding. So when you are praying, you know exactly, because once you have wisdom from God, the door opens. You can understand everything by and by. Rather than doing a wilderness journey of 40 years, you may not do it in just in one hour. Because why chase those things that God hasn't planned for you? Because if truly he loves you and he does love you, you will never get there unless you sin not to fall out of his will. Then you cannot do your will. That's why we plead with you to please study the scriptures. Don't follow these pastors and Jews. They are deceiving you. They, I know their churches are fit to the brim every Sunday. They are always preaching money. And many of you love it. We will talk about why you continue going there. But I plead with you, my brothers and sisters, faith in things will take to eternal death. Only faith in God, which is the true faith, which is the true biblical faith. That's the only faith that will take you and I to heaven. 
Any other faith in things or human beings will never take us there to derail us. I appeal with you today, share these messages. Right now, we are now on YouTube and Facebook, live or the same times where you get them. Be pray for us as we pray for you. We're going to sing a song because for me, it's always in the cross of Christ I glory. And you should also glory in the cross of Christ. Cross of Christ. In the cross of Christ I glory. Towering over the rest of time. All the light of sacred story. Gathers round his head sublime. So beautiful. Only the cross. Makes things beautiful. All the light. When the woes of life overtake me. Hopes deceive and fears annoy. Never shall the cross forsake me, nor is glow with peace and joy. When the sound of bliss is beaming, light and love upon my way, from the cross the radiant streaming, the earth more lost to the day. pain and pleasure by the cross are sanctified peace is there that knows no measure joys that through all time abide only in the cross of Christ you and I glory and in no other because it's at the cross that he blessed you and I it's at the cross he drew us to himself it's at the cross father forgive, forgive us our sins it's at the cross we became his children. Only the cross of Christ at all times. That's why the Lord just said, take up your cross and follow me. Because he knows that only the world the cross, that's the only way to eternal life. Any other way is wrong. Faith in things is from the pits of hell, my brothers and my sisters. Only faith in Almighty God and in spiritual prosperity, not in worldly prosperity, will take you and I to that heavenly bliss, which we just said, because we are glory in the cross of Christ. We identify with his death and his sufferings. And we also will arise with him, which we did arise when he called us up. And we also are seated in heavenly place in Christ Jesus. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the opportunity to be here today. For everything you helped us this week to set up. We give you all the praise and honor. And thank you for all who work in this ministry for their patience and the grace you have abounded to the account. We pray for all, Father, who continue to support this ministry through their prayers. And we pray, Lord, that they will continue to be doers of your word by ministering in their neighborhoods, by teaching people the word of the Lord and not be afraid, by contending for the truth, because the attack in the 21st century church is not from the outside, it's from within. Sheep, wolves in sheep clothing have invaded, and there are so many, and are training more new wolves after them. Father, have your way. Continue to encourage your children. Continue to empower them, Lord. And preserve and protect them from the evil ones. And that they may not be led astray. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Blessings, glory, and honor yours, O God. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I'll see you people next Sunday. By His grace.